The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We have Fab Talk. We have Rookie Call-Ups. And most importantly, we have Jeff Erickson back from Ireland. Uh, All coming up next. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jenstead, joined by Jeff Erickson after skipping a, a week with some travel. Um, Jeff, uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about some teams doing well. Uh, it was a bad week for that. My team uh, kind of tanked, but you're back. The Warriors won the world title, so what am I really going to complain about, right? Hey, Striker is back. Let's do this. <laughs> yes. No, I was. I never left. You're the one that's back. No, I'm back with Striker. Yeah, we need, a, we, need a call, we need a call sign for you, don't we? We'll get, we'll get the War Dog on that one next year in Vegas. Um, but uh, how is everything? Uh, your, your trip went well. You're back safe. Everything's good. So that's uh, that's good to see. It's good to have you back. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, hey, it's great. Uh, I'm happy to be back. Uh, got to do uh, radio with Zola earlier today on SiriusXM. That was fun. First time, you know, doing anything like I, I was able to. What was cool was I came back Thursday night. And I'm off Friday and Saturday off, you know, because never really truly off. But, right. you know, I watched a ton of sports and it felt so good. You know, traveling to Ireland was great, but I missed my baseball. I yeah. really missed my baseball. And it was a good I mean, it was a good sports weekend. They all, they happened to all be in Boston, it seemed like. But it was a good sports weekend of, uh, you know, between the, the NBA finals, a lot of baseball going on, the U.S. Open. It was uh, it was uh, it was really fun. It was uh, it was a good. I, I found myself uh, watching a bunch of stuff this weekend too. And the U.S. Open yeah. was really good this afternoon. It was you know down to the wire. So it was a, uh, it was a fun weekend. And like I said, the Warriors won. So I'm I'm happy with sports, even though uh, even though my team that was at one one point good is uh, is officially. Uh, Are you all the way down to what eleven now or something? I think, I think yeah, but that's that's a long way to go in your single digits for a long time. It was uh, it's one of those weeks. It's like hard to explain, but like I would go through box scores and look at scores, and I was like, do I have any players on my team? Like I just like that weird feeling of every time you look at a score, like nobody you nobody jumps out as like doing anything except for John Birdie. He was like my MVP this week. But other than that, like it was just one of those weeks where every time I looked, nobody did anything. It just, it happens. It's weird because all your players are on different major league teams, but it's funny how, how people tend to slump together, even though they have nothing to do with each other in the real world. John Birdie was the people's MVP this week. Boy, is that dude awesome. Yeah. uh, I have him exactly zero places too. I feel so, so smart about that. Uh, I I only, I only don't have him on one NFBC team out of four. So it's a, it has been a nice, that's why you're a striker. It's been a nice, right nice month of stolen bases for sure. Yeah. But uh, we had a lot of news come out this afternoon. Um, 
teams are having to go from uh, 14 relievers to 13 relievers. So we see some offensive guys called, called up. Um, long awaited in Pittsburgh, O'Neill Cruz is being uh, called up. Sounds like he's coming up uh, for the Pirates next game. Uh, did you have Cruz available in any leagues? How do you feel about him as kind of, I obviously he's an uber prospect. We've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for him to uh, quote unquote learn how to pinch hit was the, was, the, was the phrase last week. Obviously, they're just waiting for the Super 2 deadline to go by. It's very clear and transparent there. Yeah, um, learning how to pinch hit. Is that just the stupidest excuse ever? I've, I read that, and I was like, I'm sure I read that wrong. And then I'm like, so he needs to learn how to, like, sit for two hours, come have one at bat, and then go back? Like, the Pirates aren't pinch hitting this dude, right? Like, what a I weird – what a weird – like, just – I know I mean, they can't admit what it is, but, like, come up with something better than that. Just say nothing. Yeah, just, just say nothing. Say Don't nothing. Answer. I mean, come on. I mean, that that's like, you know, you already hate your audience when you start, you know, when you, yeah. the way you behave like that. I mean, you hate your fan base, but don't insult them like that. I mean, come on. That's just that was a that was a really strange one. That was that was uh, that was top of the list of bad excuses there. But um, now that Cruz is here, how do you feel about him in terms of like impacting fantasy lineups right away? Are you throwing him in right away? Uh, if he was available anywhere, you're bidding heavily on him. How how big an impact guy do you think he is? I mean, obviously he's. He strikes out uh, a decent amount, not too bad, 23% in the minors, but he's hit 233, but nine home runs, 11 stolen bases, a speed power combo guy in a bad lineup. But uh, how do you kind of feel his impact is going to be? I mean, they should be playing him every day, right? I, 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 if they call him up, they're certainly going to play him every day, right? Like there's no way Kevin Newman is playing instead of him, right? Yeah. I mean, Hoy hit a homer today. They don't need, they don't need him, yeah. uh, but there you go. He wasn't the only did guy that homered for Pittsburgh. I, did, we'll, we'll put a pin on that. But did you uh, see Brandon Crawford run into Hoy Park at second base today? No, I have I did not. no idea. He like ran into him. It was like a ground ball to the left side. You know, just typical force out second. Brandon Crawford just like ran right through him and ran into him and collided. It was like the weirdest play. He didn't. I don't know if he was gonna like run to third and like do that play where you just keep running or. He just didn't slide or thought it, again. it was a weird – you have to look at it later. Like a collision. Yeah, it might have been call. when I was doing the show. I didn't get a yeah, chance. It was to a bust. very – especially for a middle infielder too. Like you, usually those guys are like, I'm going to go ahead and you know do the right thing and not do something that would injure somebody. Just ran right into it. It was very strange. I wonder if there's a history like earlier in the series, maybe that Park went in high or late or something like that. Could be. It seemed that way, but then they don't – like Park was like kind of down and Crawford kind of ran off the field. It was, it was very strange. But – um, yeah, I mean, Cruz is, uh, Cruz is certainly, I mean, just the body, it's, he's like a six, seven shortstop, which is weird in itself. And it's going to be interesting to see that, but, um, certainly seems like, uh, he's someone you put in your lineup, uh, kind of from, from, from start one here. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, I, it's another sneaky, good prospect week. We, we yeah. you know, I missed out on Nolan Gorman and I feel bad about that. Cause that one's worked out pretty well for people. Uh, I think we got we all got scared of some of the early prospect uh, floundering that went on, uh, but some of these other prospects have started to you know do some stuff when they've gotten called up. And I wonder if a, a couple months of seasoning in the 2022 season, as opposed to feasting off 2021 AAA pitchers, might have had something to do with it there. So yeah, uh, although Gorman's been figured out a little bit, he's at 180 in June with a couple yeah. of home runs. It seems like he started really hot and. I mean, that's not, a good point. I mean, hitting in the majors is tough. It's just uh, so you wonder. I was going to ask you about that. We talked about you know Kelnick and all these guys that came up. Like, do you feel that Cruz is someone that could hit right away, or like how confident are you that you're you want to be starting him in a fantasy league right away? You know, it's hard to know. Hard to know, and this is where like a little bit of scouting background probably helps. Yeah, uh, knowing which guys are more likely to you know be ready to hit out right out of the box. Uh, just looking at Pittsburgh's schedule, uh, you know, they face the Cubs this week. That's pretty good. That'll work. Caleb Killian, someone who's probably already faced. 
Swarmer, Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele. That's not a bad landing spot. Then at the Rays, Springs, Kluber, ooh, McClanahan on Sunday. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a welcome welcome to the real. You get kind of an ease in for four games, then uh, welcome to the real world. Um, it's crazy how different the Cubs roster is from 2016 when they won the World Series. That is a quick turnover and not in a good way. How about from the All Star break last year? Yeah, that's true too. I mean, like, they were like, they they had a winning record like in June last year. And the, now they, it's they now chose it's Jason, to tear it down. Jason Hayward, Kyle Hendricks, and kind of that's it. Uh, and, and Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras, that's right. Who is going to be the next to go? Yeah, I would think so. I think maybe he's, he's probably a trade deadline guy this year. I would imagine, but um, yeah, nobody wants Jason Hayward, so they're not going to be able to trade him. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's rough out there in Chicago. Uh, a couple other uh, guys that I think are being called up here pretty quick. Um, we got C.J. Abrams in San Diego. This one's an injury problem. Manny Machado uh, hurt his ankle today. X-rays were negative. Um, look to me like an injury that we're going to need an MRI before we know that he's coming back. I mean, obviously it's not broken, which is great, but I mean, he, but that was he, never the, like the first thought though. It's, right. My it's first thought was he ligaments. tore like ligaments in there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, give me the MRI and we'll, we'll figure that out. But I imagine he's going to, you know, even if it's great news, I imagine he needs a week to 10 days off anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so CJ Abrams, who's been doing really well in AAA. We talked about him at the start of the year when he, he made that, uh, you know, broke camp at the team. Uh, he, I think he has like seven homers and 10, uh, 10 stolen bases in the minors. Um, and Josh Lowe in Tampa Bay, another guy that came up, it was the start of the year with the team after they traded Austin Meadows, um, struggled mightily, struck out every other at bat, went down in the minors, struck out a bunch right away and has been better since. But there, there are some rumors that he may be the guy that gets called up when they, when they cut down to 14 to 13 pitchers also. I think uh, I even saw like late confirmation right before we were, uh, Oh, did they officially announce it? I, I don't, uh, no, I, we have a note saying expected. That's okay. All. Yeah, it seemed like I think he didn't play. He and Abrams both didn't play today, um, and they they weren't in the lineups. And you know that obviously fuels speculation. Plus, you get the the injury in San Diego. The uh, the the uh, the Rays need to cut a pitcher. Um, I think they're both up. Uh, do you uh, are you uh, are you optimistic on either one of them? You know, kind of hitting this time around right away. I think maybe more low than Abrams, but I'm more confident in Abrams playing more. That makes sense. It uh, does, and and you're more confident Abrams if he plays, maybe steal some bases, gotta get on base, but. Um, he looked overmatched to me, but I guess Lowe did. I mean, Lowe's strikeout rate was, what, 38%. They both kind of looked overmatched the first time, dude, but Abrams kind of looked like physically overmatched. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see if he can kind of take that next step up and, and maybe maybe look like he belongs a little more this time. Well, didn't Lowe, like, have a couple of good games right before his demotion? Uh, eh, he, eh, he homered and then... Not really. It was three for eleven. Okay, I'm overstating. Hey, it was a it was a it was a four game hitting streak. That was pretty good with how the season started. We call that a streak. We do. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a little concerned. If if you have Josh Lowe, I'd be a little concerned that the Rays needed that cut down from 14 to 13 pitchers as the reason to call up Lowe, not because he was banging down the door. I mean, he is hitting well in AAA. But uh, did you put any spec bids on Kelnick? By the way, uh, I did not. Um, I was. I was looking for people that were going to help me right away. Yeah. Um, well, so you've got I, a good I, reason for that. You've got yeah, Mookie Betts. So. I have Mookie Betts. So I have, and I have, uh, I have Jeremy Pena also. So like two of my better players got hurt. So I was looking for, I needed players that were playing right away. Um, or I think we're going to play right away. I picked up Edward Oliveris in one spot. I'm hoping he gets called up pretty quick. He's on his rehab assignment. So um, I couldn't really do a stash at the moment, but Kellnick's an interesting one. Although, you know, I don't know how many times he's got to get called up and not hit before we stop speculating on him. But right. I don't think, I don't think we're there yet. I think that he's still obviously young and, We've seen a lot of guys that struggle first, second time through, but um, his struggle has been pretty pronounced. That's that is true. Uh, 
question in the forum. Matt Sims was make, uh, asking about this. He needs replacements for Pena as well as, as well as Jorge Polanco. That's tough to lose both at the same it time. It is, and and will, as we get into Fab, like corner infield and middle infield was tough this week. Um, uh, just looking at my list here, I was in on uh, Hassan Kim in San Diego. You know, I think Machado being uh, injured helps him also. Obviously, Tatis is still, um, you know, not really uh, pro- progressing as much as we want to. Sorry for your main event team there, uh, but it was tough yeah. finding. It was tough finding middle fielders. Like Diego Castillo is. Mildly interesting in Pittsburgh, get a home run this week. He's playing a bunch. Sorry, I'm looking down, looking at my list. Um, Vidal Brujan, I think, in Tampa, he let off a couple times this week. If he needs stolen bases, he's second base eligible. That might work a little bit too, although he hasn't hit very much. And he's um, been caught five out of the yeah, seven he times has. he's run too. I mean, at some Kyle point, they were talking about him today. It's good he's run 12 times, but at some point, they're going to put a, uh, at least an amber light on him, right? Like, you just can't let him keep going. Um, Right. It, it's tough. I mean, if you Kevin Biggio started five of the last six games, but hasn't really done a ton. He's second base eligible. Um, I found middle infield really, really tough this week. Looking at 12 teamers, um, you know, obviously if uh, Luis Garcia in, in Washington's available, I, that would be an automatic grab for me, but uh, yeah. probably not available in many leagues. Um, it's tough. Didi Gregorius, Bryson Stott in Philly, maybe, but it's uh, I found middle infielders and corner infielders really, really difficult. Yeah, uh, I did too. Uh, you know, I tweeted. Uh, I'm in AL Tout Wars where I lost Polanco. Oh, yeah. Can you even? You can't probably can't even find a body, right? Oh, so here, you know, it's unlimited IL spots in an AL only league. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So the two middle infielders that have any at bats in the month of June that were available uh, were uh, Charlie Culberson and uh, a kid on uh, Cleveland, Ernie Clement. Those were my two choices. So I did get Culberson. Uh, so there you go. I mean, that, but that's the joy of an only league. You find a guy with playing time. That's just, that's just great. I mean, the fact is I I've been running luckier than most in that league. So if I, and it sounds like Polanco might not be a long-term thing too. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, uh, that's, yeah, those are, that's, those are rough names right there. Yeah. Look at it. Uh, look, Culberson has uh, 15 plate appearances in June. Yes, that's right. Hey, he's got five runs scored. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's that's more. That's bang for the buck, right there, boys and girls. Someone, but, uh, someone asked in the chat about someone that I actually had queued up to talk about later, but we could just do it now since it came up. Uh, you don't even have to have a you, reason. How long are you riding the Nick Pavetta train, Jeff? This dude has been finally. I think we waited three or four years for this. I think you and I both drafted him the last time we were in Vegas live together in 2019. We were excited about getting him. Um, I tell you what, I'm riding it right now. He looks he looks really legit good right now. ERA is down to uh, 3.31 pitch well again today, 10 more strikeouts. Um, he's been really – I think it's like five or six stars. I look at the exact amount. But, yeah, since uh, – it's even more than that. It's like eight stars. His last eight starts have been really, really solid. He had one four-run game. He still struck out 11 in that game. Um, but no, uh, no real issues since, like, early May. I think he's a set and forget it for me. Even a 12-teamer, I find myself benching some guys I wouldn't expect to and just playing Pavetta every week right now. I'm I've been reduced to rooting for derailment because I don't have them anywhere. Uh, rooting and, for derailment should be your team for the main event next year. Yeah, I it like might that. be. It or might a, be. or or your next rock band. It's one of the two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, one of them is going to be like Robbie Ray themed, so we'll, we'll figure about that. Yeah, that was a, that was a good way of you bringing up the fact that you won the uh, you won the was it Friday yeah. night? You won the Friday night Friday night uh, NFC fanball DFS where the winner gets a free uh, main event entry. Congrats on that! That's awesome. Yeah, thanks, thanks. I'm so excited about that. Um, I thought I thought it was funny. You I, I look I, you sent me the link, so I clicked on your team, and the only guy that's really bad for you was your best player Juan Soto, who didn't do anything. But that was else... terrible. And then he homered the next two days, so or at least today it did. I know that. But, but you had so many good plays in there that overcame that. You had Robbie Ray. 
ERA had a ton of points. He had what he pitched eight innings and had double strikeouts. Um, yeah, congrats on that. Hey, having your main event paid for already next year is a, is pretty lovely. That's nice. I decided to go the Ryan Roof route because uh, it worked for him last year. So uh, we'll see. And it's a great contest, and they they don't run it every week this year, but uh, they've run it like six or seven times, and uh, it's pretty stoked. It's it's a it's a, you know it, it, you have a one in fifty shot, and actually you can do three in fifty if you want, but then. Yep. It's not, but it's fifty dollars to try. They pay out three places, so if you get second or third, you have a really good lineup. You can still get a little pay. Uh, it's and then there's it's a big payoff too. So it was pretty cool to see that happen. And That's I got great. the I was at the end. I you know I, I was sweating Byron Buxton late. I, like you had him or someone else had him. Someone else had him. Okay. Once he made that last out uh, against Arizona, he was the last out of the game. I was like, take Robbie Ray out of there. I need the quality start. Don't let him throw another pitch. And it was so and I went from like keep him in, keep him in. I need that, more strikeouts. That's right, because you get even no matter how long he pitches, he gets to four runs. Not not call it start anymore, right? Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Because he can uh, go, he can go twelve innings, but he goes four runs. It's not a call. I got you. I got you. Yeah, uh, and you, there was six points for a win, and six I think six for another quality for a quality another six for a quality start. And they were they were way up. They were going to win the game anyway. So that's they were up eight to one at the time. Well, it was eight yeah. nothing, and then he gave up the first run, uh, two hits in the eighth. I'm like, just get him out of there, you know, because. It locks it lock you know if, if they blow it at least you know he's got the quality start and all that right it's pretty funny that is uh, that's awesome but congrats on that that's awesome that's a nice little nice little 17 or 50 dollar win in the middle of the season randomly yeah, yeah. that's beautiful it, you know and given how i kind of suck at dfs you know I, I, that should be a good testimonial that you should try to enter this contest that um if i can do it anybody can just it just takes one right yeah uh just be good at one time so uh yeah but uh Going back to Nick Pavetta, uh, legit, I think. Um, more legit than Michael Walker, who I still will use, though, also, if I have him. Uh, that's, that's the funny thing about the Red Sox. They can't find a reliever to save themselves, but yeah, they, they can certainly find you know, Michael Walker and Nick Pavetta. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're doing something right there. And I, it feels like Tanner Houck maybe is finding the ninth inning, and they're going to just kind of settle on that. He's a, they've kind of gotten there a little bit. They're finding some creative ways to get to Nick, uh, the yeah. Tanner Houck. Yeah, it's nothing like, the, yeah. nothing like the six nothing lead. And you're like, oh, that's, how, how can we create a save out for Tanner real quick? Right. Yeah, it's it's rough. But uh, uh, you mentioned uh, Pittsburgh and guys hitting home runs. Jack Sawinski, uh, three home runs today, including a walk-off home run that I was appreciative for because it got David Bednar the, the win in that game. Oh. Uh, David Bednar, who throws like two or three innings every time he pitches now. It's crazy how they're using him. But um, Jack Sawinski has 11 home runs and only uh, in only 160 plate appearances. It's been a, a pretty good little uh, little breakout for someone that I don't think it was on anybody's radar uh, when the season started. No, certainly not mine. Uh Nope. Uh, I, I, even when he hit a couple early, I was like, Oh, okay, great. Um, that, that's a nice little story. I think they showed his mom and dad, uh, yeah. making his debut in Wrigley field a few, you know, a while ago. And he, he slugged 686 this year before getting the call slugged 551 last year in double a. Okay. You know, there, there's something to be, maybe there's something here. Uh, but you know, it, it's not like he was, you know, he was, he was, I think he was in the, uh, was that the, uh, Musgrove trade? Uh, that sounds right. Looking at the systems here. Um, yeah, I'm looking that up as we're, we're talking. But, uh, oh, it was in the Adam Frazier trade. Oh, last year. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's already that's already a win for Pittsburgh. Because uh, for sure, right? Frazier yeah, yeah. was terrible San yeah. Diego last year. Yeah, no, yeah. It looks like, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, the, the Adam Frazier trade there. But, I mean, yeah, it's one of those guys hitting some home runs. I mean, the lineup's bad, but maybe getting a little bit better. Um 
he's still hitting 230, so I don't think we're going too crazy here. But, you know, 11 home runs, 21 runs, 19, uh, 19 RBI in a, in a deeper league has certainly played so far. Yeah, I would, I, you know, ride him. I mean, I, I think he's got some, yeah, I, I, I think he's got, he, he's got some uh, potential to be kind of like a quick fade guy. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of the, who, who's the comparison I can make him to, but he could be the next Frank Schwindel. That's a good comp. I like that. But that 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 gets you through a season, or at least half a season. By the way, Schwindel's a drop now that he's on the IL. Finally, a drop. Yeah, uh, I think so too. And it, it it's a good point though. Like you just you don't need somebody pick up to be good for five months. Like you need them to be good for two or three weeks, and then you pick up someone else. I mean, you just have to be cognizant of that and make sure you don't you know just because he had a good first week. And sometimes I do that. I did that with Cole Calhoun uh, this week, and I was like, oh, Cole Calhoun was really red hot, and then I keep putting him in, and he's going over four every night. You got to make sure that you. Yeah. Make sure you get the hot streak, yeah. but then make sure you How does know he only, when... only have seven homers so far? Right, yeah. <laughs> I just, I have that same thing. I was looking at LA like, okay, he's not an auto plug and play anymore. Yeah. I got to get him out of there. He had four home runs in like one week, but it was just, or even yeah. one weekend, it, he was red hot. But uh, speaking of red hot, is there any way that anybody can have a quieter 21 home runs than Mike Trout? It feels like he, he like anybody else would has 21 home runs, we're freaking out about it. Mike Trout, we kind of expected, but uh, he looks uh, he looks healthy. He looks fully back. He's striking out a bunch, but it doesn't really matter with Trout. Um, hitting the ball insanely hard, career-high barrel rate, uh, hard hit rate's over 50%. Um, as long as he's healthy, uh, he's not a stolen base guy at all anymore. He has zero stolen nope. base. He doesn't even attempt any. I think that's fully off the page. We kind of we thought maybe he'd steal 10 to 12 and help out there, but it's going to be it's gonna be probably you know three to five maybe if he even steals at all, but uh, he's raking right now. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I saw a, a couple of instances where people comparing him to other, the other breakout guys this year. I, I know he's got. I saw a comparison to versus Judge. Like Judge is having this out of mind year, and he's got the same war as Trout. You know, <laughs> it's crazy, it's like, right? Yeah, and and the thing is, it's because the Angels again suck. Although they yep. didn't suck as much this weekend, they finally uh, decided that the Mariners are actually worse than them. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it's. It, it's funny to watch that and it's uh it's just i love i love trout i just love watching the guy play he's just so fun to watch so awesome yeah, uh man. like every time he's up you're like oh, if he gets anything it's gonna be out he's just he when he gets locked in it's funny because he had that one stretch where he was oh for 26 or whatever it was when they were losing all their games but man since then he's been he's been fully locked in he's in 290 right now i mentioned the 21 home runs 47 runs 43 rbis it's gonna be a he's gonna be a four category monster as long as he's uh upright and on the field yeah, that's right. And, you know, it's he, he in seeing what he's done historically to the Mariners, it's crazy, like 54 homers against them or something like that. If you do a, a June 19th draft with your friends, what does he go like third or fourth right now? Fifth or sixth? Uh, probably a little late. Yeah. It's, well, depending on the status of his thumb, Jose Ramirez. Yeah. And obviously Trey Turner. Yeah, um, not Mookie anymore because he probably would have been up there with those guys. But it's it's probably right. Judge, I mean, Judge or Trout? Who do you go? Who who do you got? Who? That's a really good call. I go Trout. I love Judge, but I'd go Trout. I mean, yeah, probably. I, mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fight or argue over it. I'd, I'd love to have either one, but um, I mean, you certainly take both those guys over Juan Soto right now, right? Oh yeah. I mean, he's hitting. It's I, you assume it's coming around at some point, but this is two and a half months of hitting two fifteen. It's. Uh, I don't think we ever thought that was possibly in play for Soto for this deep in the year. Yeah. I got a little trivia for you, though. Uh-oh. Aaron, I always, I'm, always, Aaron, I'm never good at these. It's Aaron Judge and Jose Ramirez are the top uh, top ranked and earned auction values on Rotowire right now. Okay. Our algorithm. Who's number three? A really Obviously, it's one. not Trout. I'm going to give you that. Yeah. Well, I've, I would have gotten that if it was Trout. Um, 
Boy, that's really hard. Um, I was going to say Machado, but not only that's right. Rafael Devers, not enough steals. Uh, no, he's 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 close, but this guy actually only has three steals, though. That's hmm. that's the amazing thing. I'm trying to think, guys, with three steals. Give me a uh, give me a uh, give me a division. Uh, National League. All right. Yeah, you know, we'll try to keep it quick because this is live, you know. But uh, National was, League. Oh, I know, uh, it's Goldschmidt. Yes. He's 346. Yeah, the batting average. Homers, 58 yeah. RBI, 48 runs, and three steals. When you put up all those other numbers, I guess you don't need the stolen bases in there to go crazy. He's been unbelievable. But also, it's a non-zero, too. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just a little little like, a little like bonus, but 346? Machado's got to be right there, right? Remember when Goldschmidt was washed? Oh, he was. He was, he was. he was. He was done. He was like, ah, eighth round pick. It's a safe guy just with a nice floor, but not, not much oh. else. And... He's been uh he's been awesome. He, I mean, he hasn't he's hit 30 home runs every full season since 2017. So I don't St. know. St. Louis why. is just gonna kill his value. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a good not one. So, not so much. Uh it's yeah, as the NL Central, the AL Central, uh Cleveland's on fire right now. They're they're one back in Minnesota. We kind of talked a few months ago, like maybe Minnesota just runs away with this, but uh yeah. Cleveland's Cleveland's playing really good ball right now. We mentioned Jose Ramirez has the thumb injury, uh missed the weekend, but uh they uh, they look pretty good right now. Yeah, I mean Jose Ramirez is just oh, awesome. yeah, so good. oh, so good. Yeah, did they they beat the Dodgers two out of three this weekend? Yeah, I think so. They lost. I know. I know yeah, they, they won, lost I, yesterday. I know but... they won Friday night and they won today. So yeah, they must yeah. have won two out of three. Yeah, that's uh, hey, that's a, they come out on the road and uh, beat the Dodgers two out of three. That uh, that'll work. Dodgers are kind of sliding right now though too. Boy, they have a lot of injuries too. Yeah, I mean, I it, that that's why the Machado thing is so huge today because the the you know West is kind of gettable for them. Yeah, I mean, they've got are. the pitching. It just that losing Machado would be devastating. Yeah, it's funny. Some of the Dodgers, the Dodgers guys that are there just aren't hitting either. So I mean, you lose Mookie, but like Max Muncy has not done anything. And he, then he got hurt. And Bellinger's we had a little hot streak, and then nothing. Um, Justin Turner's been really bad. I was, Justin, that's who I was going to just bring up. Do you think Justin Turner's a drop in leagues? I contemplated that today when I heard that he's got a 600 OPS. <laughs> it's he's hitting 207. Four home runs, now. four yeah. home runs, no stolen bases, uh, hard hit rates down, barrel rates down, strikeout rates a little bit up. Still not a big strikeout guy, but um, there's, I mean, he's 37. There's going to be a point where maybe he just stops hitting for crazy power. Uh, I'm not sure I'm quite there yet. In a 15 teamer, I'm not dropping him, but in a 12, uh, if like someone, there's someone out there I really, really want, I'm not fully against it right now. I'd probably wait in a couple more weeks, but not much longer. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and, you know, the value of that lineup around him is a little less too. I mean, yeah. even like secondary options, like losing Edwin Rios actually hurt this team. Yeah, it did. Um, I, I like Edwin Rios, but yeah, you're right. It's, yeah. uh, it, they, the uh, the insane depth that we were worried about, like how, where are these guys going to play? I mean, they got Eddie Alvarez playing right field the last couple of days. And not well, by the way. Not well. He did take credit for that. He, he said it was his fault, but uh, uh, for the game, which is never the case. But I mean, they got, you even look at the bench. It's Austin Barnes, Hans Alberto, and Zach McKinstry. Like, it's not like they're stacking them. It's not like they're bringing guys off the bench to rake either. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Jeff, I know you're surprised, but the A's are officially the worst team in baseball. How shocked are you? Uh, let me put on my shock face. I think we had a conversation like uh, three weeks in when the Reds were 0-70 or whatever it was, that what what would be the date that they would pass them by? I think I said June 15th. You said, ah, maybe the All-Star break. Uh, the Reds passed them, Jeff, pretty easily. It's uh, it's really, really bad. They are, they're unwatchable to a boring level, which is the worst kind of unwatchable. Uh, I, I, am hip to that, but the Reds got swept this weekend. So let's, let's not so fast here. You're still ahead of us though, aren't you? Is it close? Oh, it, no. Oh, or 
23 and 45 and 23 and 43. Good God. Dude, our Reds and our A's. <laughs> two, are, two worst teams in baseball. It's a, it's a proud moment here. Yes, it is. I mean, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's tough. It's really oh, wow. tough. Wow. You know what's crazy is I, I just looking at my percentage points. The Nationals are right in there too. I didn't know. I knew the Nationals oh, were bad. I didn't know they were quite that bad. They had like an eight game home losing streak. They have the worst run differential in baseball, minus 109. Yeah, the pitching is horrific. We, we make fun of the Cubs for falling off after 2016. I mean, the Nationals won the World Series in 2019. Well, yeah, and they immediately lost Rendon. Um, yeah. Immediately, they signed Strasburg, and that's, yeah, yeah and, and then chose trade, Stras- trade. basically chose Strasburg over Rendon. Yeah. Um, if you look at it that way. And, and then, then traded they, uh, Scherzer and Turner last year. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And now Strasburg, who, I mean, who knows? He's, he's out there throwing 90 that went back on the I.O., which is a shame. I was hoping he was going to do well. But uh, he had the thoracic outlet surgery, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is oh, one of those ones that I don't really know if people come back fully from. Very, but, yeah, very infrequent. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, it's bad. They also had, like, guys that, like, went out high, you know, you know, went out on top, uh, like a Howie Kendrick type of player you know you can't build around him but he actually gave them their best adam yeah. eaton you know is they yeah. really miss adam eaton no oh they don't oh he's out <laughs> well you can't you can't really blame him for not signing rendon i, I suppose because that has been a horrendous contract for the angels well yeah, he, yeah that was news this week too he's out for the season, out for the season. Like, after a relapse on that wrist uh but you know what i don't blame the angels for that it's no, not like you can predict like the wrist yeah. was going to fall apart like yeah that. it's been almost all injury I mean, he hasn't been great when he played but it's been almost all injury really i don't think he's ever fully been healthy since he's been there really and i feel horrible for him too i do too uh, I, I like him i like him as a player i like watching him and he had yeah. that huge year with the nationals and then just uh i mean he got paid he's got he's got 154 million dollars left in the contract that is uh yeah it's not like it's the nfl it's not gonna get voided so yeah that's true that. too uh, real quick, week 12, uh, there's a, a few a, a few less games than normal. Uh, there's only eight teams with seven games. A note for fantasy leagues, there are two teams with five games. The Rangers and the Nationals have five. And there is one day game tomorrow, Jeff. I think it's a 10 a.m. start for us. Yep, Mets and uh, Marlins. I knew it was the Marlins. I was trying to figure out. Wraparound oh. series. Oh, fantastic. 10 in the morning, I can watch Trevor Rogers blow up my week before it starts. That is perfect. Well, why don't you bench him then? Because he's throwing twice this week. If I was going to bench him, I just would have dropped him, which I almost did. Is that, that, that's, that's so crazy to talk about, but it's true. I, I actually, I mean, he, he was my. Both, that, both that starts team, against the. Oh, sorry. I know they're both against the Mets. I know it's. it's sorry, crazy. I interrupted you. Go ahead. You were going to say. What would you do in that situation? I'd bench him. You'd bench him for those two. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at my giving sheet. you any sign of hope? None. Uh, my worst category is strikeouts and wins. So I think I'm going to throw it. It's, a, it's strictly a where I am in the categories. I think I'm giving him. Uh, I'm going to give him this week. I, I could change my mind by ten in the morning tomorrow. Um, but he, like, you know, some pitchers you watch and they get blown up in like one inning or they look good. So, I mean, he just looks bad all the time. It's uh, it's weird. He looks like a completely different guy than last year. I don't know. You look at the velocity; it's pretty much the same. Uh, the changeup is definitely less effective, but yeah. it's hard to fi- usually you can figure out like what's wrong with guys or what's hurting them. It's hard to figure out with him, but. It's almost every start. It's not like he has like a few moments. You're like, oh, there's the Trevor Rogers I drafted. You don't even get that even for a few innings. It's not like you get like three shot innings with six strikeouts. It's just not there. There was a road start against the Braves where they rested him like an extra day or two. And for the first four innings, he was nails. It was just like boom, boom, boom. And then he gave up three runs in the fifth. And you're <laughs> I like, remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's just, I don't know what you do. Uh, 
I yeah, I bench him against the Mets. The Mets are the team I, I I'm afraid of the most, except freaking, for that maybe Dodgers win healthy or the Rockies and cores. And it's freaking twice. I don't know how the schedule worked out. I guess that's a wraparound series of the Mets, so they play them yeah. once tomorrow, and then I just ugh. I, I just ugh, that's about right. Or actually, uh, do, do, the, the Marlins weren't playing the Mets this weekend, were they? Yeah, they were. This were is, they? So it is a wraparound. Okay. Yeah, it's a wraparound. I know that Encarnacion hit that grand slam. I was trying to remember who it was off of in my head. So that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Now, when you saw like the daily lineups. Oh, it was, off, it, was off Seth, it was off Seth Lugo. That's right. Yeah, yeah. If you saw the daily lineups page, when you saw Jay Encarnacion in the lineup, oh, what did you think of? Juan, for sure. Yeah, right? I was like, how? Wait, where am I? What year are we in? I know I'm old, so he can't still be playing. But yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. I did, I did the exact same thing when I saw that. Have yourself a day, by the way. Yeah, nothing like debuting with a grand slam to take the lead late. And late hosing late. a runner from like the warning track too. Do you uh, do you follow the the British Marlins fan Peter Pratt? I do not. He's really funny. He's a huge Marlins fan, but lives in the UK. Okay. And he had he had a video like running through his backyard when he hit the grand slam. Like he woke up his father in law because he was so loud when he hit the grand slam. It was it was pretty funny. He's a, he's a really funny. He's a huge Marlins fan. I don't know how that happened in, in the UK, but he's sure. uh, he's really really funny. He's a he's a good follow. Nice. Yeah. He's, it and it's. Oh, it's all Marlins stuff. He like he does a Marlins podcast too, but it's uh he's a really funny guy and breaks down all the Marlins games every day. So it's kind of you just don't see that very often for the Marlins. But no, no, you don't. So let's uh, let's jump into Fab a little bit. Uh, let's go with hitters first. Usually we have pitchers first. I want to go hitters first. I think hitters were a little more interesting this week. Uh, we mentioned the the infield was tough, but there were a lot of outfielders. Um, yeah. The biggest name was Riley Green, uh, called up by the by the Tigers week. Obviously, he was probably gonna maybe break camp with them. Got hurt, and then he's been out. Uh, he, he got hurt, and then he was rehabbing. Uh, came up and the, 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 he did, he was on base four times first game. Tiger scored 14 runs. I don't think they scored 14 runs in like a week and a half before that. He was 75% rostered in the main event. I think it was like in the 30s and the 12 teamers. I'd have to look, but um, I I he was available in my main event where I had lost Mookie Betts, so I was pretty aggressive with him. I went in at like 235, which is pretty much higher than I go with anybody, and I lost by 150 bucks. So I was not even close. So You're all in the my wrong he- league, all my hemming and hawing with like, oh, do I want to go up five bucks, down ten bucks? Like stupid because I lost by 150. Didn't even matter. But uh, there was a couple teams that had a lot of money in my league, so I'm not too surprised. The guy that's in second place in that league actually was the one that got him. He had a lot of money, so I guess he's down in money now. He got him for 371. Um, but I feel like Green could be, uh, you know, one of these last few guys that could be a real difference maker right away. I was just gonna say, do you probably don't? You're probably not happy that the guy in second place I'm got not, him. I'm not. I was hoping someone. I was hoping if someone went crazy, with someone in thirteenth place, that probably wouldn't matter. The guy in second place getting him, if he's really good, that actually impacts who wins this league. So he was. I, I have one of the main event leagues where he's available as well. Uh, we did a keep him honest bit of one nineteen. As be, as best we can tell, we finished third uh, All in right. the bidding. He went for one forty seven. Runner up a 123. Uh, and Posma, John Posma won him. So, of yeah, that's pretty did. awesome. Of course he did. Yeah. Again, not happy about that. Uh, and considering, like, we've got a lot of pitching points and not so many pitching uh, hitting points. Uh, well, we have a decent amount. I mean, it's we're doing okay in the league. Uh, but we could definitely use another bat, especially because Bryce Harper is perpetually day-to-day now. So Yeah, and now he's an infected blister. Is that what that was? Yeah. Is that why he didn't play this weekend? And it's funny because he couldn't have hurt him that much because I think he had four or five hits on Friday in the doubleheader. He didn't play the second game, but he came in and got a two-RBI single. But, um, yeah, you guys need him to – you need the Phillies to hang in there more than anything because as long as the Phillies are in, I think he's going to give it a go as long as he can until and do something about it in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, and so the Braves going on that big winning streak was not helpful for that. What? Uh, they're pretty good wild card wise, though, right? Oh, maybe not. They're like 
there's a lot of teams stacked. Not only two and a half out, but there's a lot of teams really stacked up where if you kind of lose eight to ten, you might you could lose touch pretty quick, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. Well, the Marlins with a plus plus run differential. I didn't know that's pretty good. I didn't think they They've were. They've had some big. The, the Marlins have lost a lot of one run games. Yeah, Joe Sheehan wrote about that. Uh, and then they've also recently, I feel like they've had uh, like some, some offensive explosions. Yeah, that's a, that's interesting. So, so Green, uh, I wish I was in your league. That would have been a that would have been a win on Green. He, I, I, I wish at, you were was... in my league on principle too, by the way. But yeah. <laughs> That's not true. John, John Posman in that league. I don't, I'm not really jumping in that league right away. That's true. Good point. Uh, I wasn't even the runner up, Jeff. The runner up in my league was 253. I didn't think I was 238. If I'm looking, remembering it right, that was the number I came in at. So I, I thought it was a pretty good bid. I thought that I would have a good chance to get him. I wasn't even the backup. It just shows uh, my league was very uh, aggressive for green. Yeah. Well, you know, when we and you and I were talking, we were thinking, I, you, you thought it was going to be 150 to 175 was going to win it, but uh, originally um and then and so and i told you i was going to keep them honest at 150 like yeah uh you know don't don't get me wrong i'm she and i can't arrived at our number the, the way we did i mean we were fine right. with that number so uh you didn't really dissuade me but uh, it was interesting to see like oh okay uh different different strokes different folks it's just and you actually when i asked you what you thought the winning bid was you were way closer than i was i think you said something like 250 to 300 and you in my league you uh yeah closer than closer it was still even higher than that in my league your league was low. It just shows how different each league is. You just need one or two guys that, you know, yeah. really need something or lose somebody that week. I mean, you look at like someone like Kendall Graveman was available. League. Like you, if you have Liam Hendricks, you know, that, that means <sighs> a lot more to you because Liam Hendricks says he's gonna be back in two weeks, but like he might not be. And he, we, the news has been good. He's a guy that I, you know, he's going to you know do whatever he can to get back out there. But you know, one setback with a forearm strain or whatever, forearm soreness. Um, and you certainly want the backup guy. So, you know, Graveman means a lot more if you have Hendricks than don't. Yeah, and we do, and didn't get him. Um, so that was fun. And was he get... picked up uh, last week, or was it picked up this week? No, this week. Uh, and I, we we missed out on Brad Hand too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know if missing out is the right term for yeah. that. Aloha, but uh, you I know, got the, I got that one. Thank you, thank you. Uh, again, I have to. Although you shouldn't have. I mean, that's like before you were born. I think. Yeah, but I'm of the age where everybody watched Fast Times. All right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you know, there weren't too many closer types to bid on. And that's been a continuing By theme. the way, that's been like six weeks. Like I, it's funny because when I was putting my Graveman bids, I scrolled back in my league to see, you know, what, what, what were people bidding on some of these closer guys. I had to scroll back like five weeks before there was a, I think it was Anthony Bender or someone like that. I had to scroll back a while before there was a big, there's not been a big closer turnover <laughs> at all. It's funny you mentioned Bender because our consolation prize was a $1 Anthony Bender. Oh, is he, uh, is he back in our, in our world here? I, I, there's a chance. I mean, uh, Tanner Scott blew one this week. He did. Uh, excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Air just kicked on here. Goodness gracious. Uh, Live radio can't beat it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Tanner Scott's been good, but yeah, he's lefty and, you know, managers tend to want a righty and Bender was okay earlier. I, I mean, for a buck, you know, you could drop him next week. I don't think that's a bad, bad stab. And we had a droppable Devin Smeltzer. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, why not? Uh, but our, you know, so our, our consolation prize for, you know, that, that was, so that was a consolation prize hitting wise consolation prize after not getting uh, Riley green. Ugh. Well, the, nothing actually uh, in the league where we had green available, but so uh, mine was, was uh, mine was Edward Oliveris was my consolation prize who is in his rehab assignment right now. He yep. had a home run today. And uh, you know, before he got hurt, we joke a lot about him kind of being up and down, not last year where they'd sent him down, you know, 10 or 12 times and back up. 
But uh, hit, it hit well in his uh, in his 38 plate appearances the, this year when he came up. He's in 371, obviously small sample. But you look at 2021, you know, 15 home runs, 12 stolen bases in the minors uh, across 300 plate appearances, hit 313. Um, he's someone that I, I feel like if he just can stay healthy and get some get stay upright and get a bunch of uh, plate appearances and play every day, there's a lot of opportunities to play in Kansas City. Um, I think he's someone that could help uh, help especially in 15 teamers. I think he can help in 12 teamers too. Um, just a matter of him getting the bats and playing time, which are both pretty big ifs right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, I have him in a couple of leagues. All in the case of Oliveras, I do. So, he, where did he go? What did you get him for? Twenty-seven bucks. Went for fifty-eight and seventeen respectively in my two mains. Yeah, so, that's, it's again, crazy. see the you yeah. can see the arbitrage there, but and it's why at you know six thirty on Sunday trying to figure out bids is never an exact science. You just kind of have no. to. You know, do what you think it's going to be and stick with that. And, you know, more times than not, you know, you probably that ends up working. But there are going to be times where just nothing you could do about it. Uh, my third my third consolation in leagues was actually Orlando Arcia, who has been um, playing a lot for the Braves with Ozzy Albies uh, being injured and, uh, you know, out for two months. Uh, Arcia is outfield eligible now, but going to get second base eligibility. But hitting with some pop. Um, 21 games, got a 53% hard hit rate, 12.2% barrel rate way off his career norms and this may be just a, a weird streak but like maybe he changed something also um I, I felt like he was a guy if you squint a little bit you kind of see uh, some production here especially in a deeper league yeah Shu and i got him in one of our two mains oh, also I like that. and uh yeah previous uh, questioner was asking about middle infielders i was like oh i was about to suggest uh arcia but he's not there yet uh but he will be will albie's be. being out i saw albie's getting dropped in the main and i did too that's that's a painful drop you're just like, ah. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got six games Exploded. at second second base already, so he, it should be, as long as he keeps playing second, which he has been, uh, we'll get another week, and he's, he's milling field eligible, which is nice. Yeah. So last, I think it was, it was, I think it was last year, early last year, there was some buzz on Arcia as someone who had changed his swing plane. Maybe it was in 2020. I forget which year. No, because 2020, obviously, there was no minor leagues to be had. So, uh, but there, there was some talk in, in his Braves iteration that Arcia is a guy that had changed. Uh, and it was worth it, pursuing. It was last year because he had 17 home runs last year and 74 games in AAA for the Braves. So yeah, it was it was last yeah. year. That's that's a good call right there. Yeah, it's, so it's not just a maybe just not this year thing. Maybe he did kind of change who who he is and what he does. Yeah, but the funny thing is, he kind of sort of got a chance, and the Braves liked it so much they went and traded for four outfielders. <laughs> that that is true, and won the World Series though. Yeah, this, it is true. Uh, Eddie Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler helped that a little bit also. Yes, they did. Even Jock. Uh, did too. Yeah, that's a good one. Could not can't can't forget the October. Yeah, uh, but Arcia, I mean, he's off to a good start now. Uh, I uh, I like that. How much you guys get him for? Uh, I want to say like thirty seven or so. Yeah, that's he went for thirty five in mine. I was a little low. Thirty eight. I had uh, I had uh, I had ahead of him, but uh, yeah, Arcia was thirty five and forty six in mine. So he was uh, he was a popular guy too. We gave up on Frank Schwindel finally. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going on the IL. It's 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 tough to hold fringy guys when they get hurt. Yep. The other big name, and this is more of a twelve teamer because he was owned in most of the fifteen teamers, is Alex Kirloff in Minnesota. Uh, he was fifty percent, fifty seven percent rostered in the NFBC twelve team leagues. Uh, I really like Kirloff. I picked him up two weeks ago in the main event, and I'm looking forward to deploying him. Um, wrist injuries are a massive issue with him. It's a matter of you know how long until it hurts again, but. Uh, was absolutely mashing in triple I, I was I was like I just wanted him to get called up and then when bets got hurt I'm like all right you gotta call him up now because I need another player but 10 home runs hit 360 in triple a across 157 plate appearances um, this is a pretty uh, a prior big prospect a first round draft pick 15th overall 
in 2016 in the, in the amateur draft there. And someone who's hit a lot, especially for average in the minors. Um, I really like his skills. It's just a matter of they got a lot of weird parts in Minnesota where, you know, I don't know how the playing times will work out with, you know, Larnick and obviously Buxton's going to play. There's just kind of a lot of Kyle Garlicks there too. Yeah. Um, I just hope they just kind of slot Kirilov in. I mean, first base is fairly open. You know, Sano's obviously out, but uh, I'm hoping they just slot him in and let him hit because I think he can. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, I, I like like you though. I, I question the usage. I think that's I do too. The only thing I'm, I think I'm worried about that. I feel like it's going to be a frustrating Monday. The lineup comes out and he's not playing, and it's just like it, I, I feel like there's going to be a little frustration that they have a lot of movable pieces. You know, a lot of guys can play different spots and. You know, some guys obviously are to play every day. So I, I hope they figure it out because I think that uh, I think he can just hit. And I, I think hopefully they figure it out. Yeah, they got Kepler, you got Larnick, you got Jose Miranda there too. It's just they got a lot of pieces that are kind of similar. Yeah. Um, anybody else hitting wise? Uh, Jaron Duran in Boston has been leading off, but didn't play today. And there's a lot of talk that, you know, once Kike Hernandez comes off the IL, Duran might go back down. Uh, when Christian Arroyo comes off COVID IL, maybe Duran goes back down. I. I kind of tempered my bids on him as much as I, I like the prospect. And I like the fact he was leading off. I just don't know if he's going to be there on Wednesday. And I, I just couldn't risk that. That's the way I felt too. Uh, I feel like the Red Sox don't particularly like him. It, weird, right? Like we get guys like that. that you're like, why don't you just give him a shot? And they just kind of send him back down. And yeah. last time I think he let off and then get, get sent back down that afternoon. It's just very yeah. strange. If you're going to lead a guy off and then send him back down. Like it, it's very strange, but especially when you're, you know, better, better, well thought of hitting prospects. But uh I just, uh, I would have loved to bid on him. I, you know, the stolen bases could be nice, but I just, I didn't trust that he's going to be playing, um, you know, by the time when everybody comes back. Yeah, uh, that, that's right. Um, and you just, yeah, you, you just wonder about that and wonder if like they're, they're I, though with, he might be like a bargaining chip for the Red Sox to go get pitching help. Yeah, you know? I think they should trade him for Lou Trevino right now. <laughs> Is that not what you meant by pitching help? Yeah, uh, we have definite, different definitions of the word help. Yeah, I'm really trying to pawn Trevino off on somebody. I don't think it's gonna gonna work out. But uh, anybody else on offense we're looking at? We already talked about the, the rookies with you know Abrams and Lowe and, and O'Neill Cruz. Um, is there anybody else that you guys were really uh, you know targeting or aggressive with so on the offense? In side? the 12s, you know, it's obviously a different universe. But yep. I, I picked up Alec Bohm in a league. That was oh, my okay. Rendon replacement, uh, and then Brandon Belt, who is healthy for now again. For now, uh, yeah, for now. But he could be useful at times. Uh, I did get Sawinski in a league, or the league where I dropped Cole Calhoun. Uh, so when I, as soon as I realized like Calhoun's really not playing every day, and he's only got like seven homers, it's like, oh, okay, I, uh, I dropped. I dropped him by twelve too. I held him for uh, one more week in the fifteen because they get three games against uh, the Nationals right-handers over the weekend. So I, yeah. uh, I kept that one. But he's uh, he's very much on my fence in fifteens right now. I just I think I think we we rode the hot streak and it's time to jump off. Yep. Yep. Let's get into some pitching talk and fab, but first a note from our sponsors at Blue Wire. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We thank our sponsors for those uh, those ads there. Uh, Jeff, starting pitching is tough. It is tough oh. every week now. Um, I think uh, Jeff Zimmerman wrote in his uh, on his Fangraphs uh, fab column, just like, I hope you like the pitchers you have because there's not much else to supplant them with. Um, was there anybody going after? Uh, you know, Mitch Keller apparently has changed his pitch mix. There's people that like him. Uh, Bo Brisky was uh, was brought up by a number of people. I saw you tweet about him earlier today too. There was a couple. Uh, Ryan Bloomfield tweeted about him also, um, showing a little bit his last few starts. Yep. So uh, funny you say that because yeah. Ryan Bloomfield outbid me on Brisky and the AL Tout Wars. Now I'd put in a very tepid bid because that first start is against the Red Sox this week. That, that was my thing. I looked at him like, oh, Red Sox. You're like, oh, but he does get, then he gets Arizona and then he gets home start against Kansas City. So, That's not, yeah, that is nice. And he's, he, he's inducing more sink. He's throwing a sinker more, inducing more ground balls, more strikeouts, fewer walks in, in his three starts in June. Yeah. And they've been, I mean, they've been really okay. good. One with two earned runs, two, two with no earned runs. I mean, it's been really good. I had him in my bids too. Um, I saw I saw Ryan talk about him, you talk about him. So then I went and looked at him and I was like, yeah, this is, you know, in a in a time when there are very few pitchers you can stomach picking up without, you know, really cringing. Um, he feels like that Boston start, you just kind of hope you get five innings and three earned runs and get out of there. And then, uh, you know, hope they, they hope they should pull them really quick and, and get through right. that. And then th- those next two starts might, could be pretty nice. Yeah, I was kind of sort of cringing when I bid on him. Not yeah. co- completely, totally cringing. Uh, but yeah, you know, absent of that, we're just looking like, you know, do you take on a rookie X, you know, and just take a chance on some of these guys? Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's Were not, you guys uh, in on uh, Aaron Savali at all in Cleveland coming back with uh, potentially two no. starts this week? No, I wasn't. I uh, I just don't. I mean, he was just so bad when he was mm-hmm. before he got hurt that I just, uh, I just I couldn't stomach it. I mean, seven eight four ERA, one five two WHIP. Uh, it just swing strike at under. He's never been a strikeout guy, and if you're not gonna be a strikeout guy and you're not gonna get ratios, it's it's tough. Right. I mean, he just gives up so many home runs. I just I just couldn't do it. Yeah, uh, that's exactly kind of how I feel too. How do you uh, feel? Uh, you're the Reds guy. How do you feel about uh, Nick Lodolo? He's uh, he had a his second rehab start. Uh, looks like it went pretty well. He only threw a couple innings, but pitched really well. 
Um, a, you think we got one more rehab start? B, do you think the Reds uh, extend him and he can, can be a usable starter for us in fantasy leagues? Well, I, I, I would have lost money on any predict when Nick Lodolo uh, comes back contest came up. So uh, I won't guess on that, but Meaning I like you the thought it been, You thought it would have been 2024 or like a month ago? A month ago. Okay. Uh, in fact, I think I kept him on my roster in yogurt all this time because I thought he was always a week away. Um, and I, I still think I'm holding on to him. I dropped Strasburg before him. Uh, but, I, would, I would definitely drop Strasburg before him. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I, yeah I, don't, I don't really know. Um, but he, I, I like the talent. Yeah, I do too. Uh, it's just a question of how – then durability and how much is he going to get stretched out? You know, is he going to pitch three innings, four innings, four innings, and then finally go to five if we're yeah. lucky? Or is that he going to be really good to go right when he comes back? That's the other question. I picked up last week because I couldn't even find anybody that I remotely could stomach. So I, I'm hoping that uh, he ramps up a little quicker than that. But that's my concern is that we might see three starts of three and four innings. And that just that makes it really tough to hold because then we're talking a month from now before he really throws five. Yeah, exactly. For a bad team in a bad ballpark, by the way. I wasn't going to disparage your team. Our team. Our team, our team Scott. Sorry, I want, disparage, I want to disparage our team. Um, did you do anything in the same vein with uh, Luis Patino in Tampa Bay? He's on a rehab uh, outing right now. Also, um, I picked him up in one of my mains for four bucks because it was it was down the contingencies. And there was nothing else there. Uh, maybe I'll see his rehab start and, and see what it looks like. I mean, I like the talent, but again, another guy that probably might throw three innings his first three starts. Also, I saw him getting picked up, and I feel bad that I missed that trick uh, because, like you said, there's. I mean, it's pretty tough on the waiver wire right now. It is. It's really yeah, I, tough. I, I had my, I had 10 pitchers I can use this week. So I figured I had a couple spots to maybe uh, throw a stash in there and I didn't need a, I didn't need a pitcher and there was nobody I really wanted to pick up. So I just, I kind of went with that and figured next week, if he, you know, the rehab start doesn't look good or they push him back a little more, I can, I can always decide. But uh, I figured that was uh, that was a better call for me than picking up a fringe starter to maybe throw two starts and, and hurt ratios. So. Yeah, no, I think that's we'll I, 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 and it's good team, good ballpark. Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, the only thing you worry about is deep depth in games, but again, I mean, you're betting on the talent here, and so yeah, I, I like that play a lot. I wish I would have thought about it. Uh, yeah, uh, you, know, you know, what we're waiting for now are like the emerging guys this summer. Yeah. Like which prospects are going to take that next step up at AAA and be ready? You know, get get a chance to perform for the team that might give them a real chance at winning too. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's tough to find arms right now. We've gotten to the point where the first month was really easy because you could throw anybody and they wouldn't get hit. And now we're at the point where everybody's get, even the good guys are getting getting hit right now. Yep. So uh, we mentioned Kendall Graveman a little bit earlier. Uh, what did he go for in your main event where he was uh, was available? Was it, we're talking triple digits or more of the high twos? What did he end up going for? Because it's a, you know it could be two weeks or it could be longer. You know we know forearm strains or sure. you just never know. Seventy two. All right, that's about what he went for on mine too. Eighty five. So there was a there was a definite range of like this is a real legit bid, but not going crazy triple digits. It was kind of I, I saw him on that range a lot this week. So I'll, I'll pose the question to you: uh, in the league where our closers are Scott Barlow and Clay Holmes, not very stable in terms of number of saves, but we did so we he was available as was Danny Jimenez. Who would you prefer? Jimenez, which is what we decided to. Because Graveman could be a week or two weeks. Yeah. Um, and so and there, we ended up... there's a non-zero chance he could be two months, but I mean, I think that's a pretty longish shot at the moment. Yeah. There's a non-zero chance that Jimenez could be two weeks also, but. For sure. I mean, he seems like the, the nice thing with Jimenez is when he struggled, we talked about, you know, who's going to pick up, who are we going to pick up? 
And then they went right back to it. Like they didn't even right. have a, you know, Corey Knable, like, you know, take a week off. Um, they went right back to him. I mean, he had, they had a three run lead and it got extended to five and he came in. Everybody's like, oh, he came in with a five run lead. He was warming up with a three run lead. Like he was coming in yep. for a save and then he came in for a save this week. So um, I don't think they want AJ Puck to get saves. I don't think they want to mess with his arbitration anything. I don't think they even want to play that game because they see Puck as kind of a longer term guy. I think, I think Jimenez is just the guy to go out there and when they do have a lead in the ninth inning, which is not very often, I think he's going to be the guy. And it, it seems like the leash is pretty good right now. So we got we got Jimenez for seventy nine. Uh, the second place bid was fifty five, whereas Graveman went for eighty five versus seventy seven. So we actually bid like forty nine on Graveman because we thought it could be as little as a week or two. That's right. I was in the seventies on Graveman, then I dropped it down to the forties based on the based on the Hendricks quote like an hour before the deadline. I just yeah. I didn't want to spend seventy eighty for a guy who literally might close for two weeks. Right, so it wasn't worth it to me. Uh, real quick, the Philly situation. Um, Corey Knebel is like on the outs right now. He he pitched poorly again today. Uh, we've seen Brad Hand get a couple of stave ops and not look great. We saw Sorrenthi Dominguez look great, but seems to be the high leverage guy uh, in the mix here. Did you do anything here? Uh, Dominguez was pretty much owned everywhere. Did you uh, did you uh, do any brand ha- brand hand speculation? Did waterfall bids and we didn't get them. That's fine. Like for instance, we got and and the, we got Jimenez over him, and I prefer Jimenez. So I definitely prefer Jimenez. I have an online league that has been impossible to get anybody in the waiver wire closer wise. Uh, I'm like I'm like 60th overall, and the only thing I don't have is saves. So I actually uh, got hand for nine bucks, and I feel much shame about it. I do not want to play him, but I think I'm going to have to. Yeah, but you dumpster dive. You got him for nine. Yeah, yeah I was gonna. I wouldn't spend. I couldn't stomach spending a lot on him. Um, I was in the four. I was in the forties on Graveman. And I got a little bit out bit. I probably should have gone higher, but. I just didn't trust it long-term and I just, uh, I'm not going to watch any Philly games all week. Cause that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Don't watch your closer. That that's always the rule. Well, watch everybody it, else's closer. Unless it's Emmanuel Clause or Edwin Diaz or Josh Hader, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if it's Brad, don't Hand, watch your marginal to yeah. subpar closer. It is just so I, I, I made the mistake a couple times. I watched, uh, forget who it was. I watched someone bad and it's just, it's just not worth it. No, it, it really, I mean, even when you convert and it's a hold on to your, you know, hold on with a white knuckle save, it's just not worth it, you know, because you just, know, like, oh, he didn't do anything to earn any confidence for the next one. It's good to see. I just noticed that we, we jumped on right as the White Sox after game was ending. Ryan Presley did get the save in that game. That, that's nice to see. So, yeah, uh, let's talk about some injuries. There were a lot of injuries to big name guys. I feel like we've kind of skated the last couple of weeks on, you know, missing the huge name guys. I had to, as I was prepping the outline, I kind of had to look for guys to talk about the injury, and I did not have to look very hard this week. There are, that's there's like bad. six or seven guys that are in the first three rounds that, that were injured this week. Uh, the biggest is, is Mookie Betts. Um, he had the collision with Cody Bellinger. It's always Cody Bellinger's fault. Um, but as he, he played, he, he played, and then he sat, and then he was in the lineup, and he got scratched, and then he had a, fra- a fractured rib after they saw the scans. Um, Dave Roberts said they're optimizing he's been back in two weeks. I would be shocked if that happens. I, I have to think it's be a little bit longer than that, but I, I sure hope that's true. You don't sound as apocalyptic as you did last night, though. I don't. I was, uh, yeah, I was. Uh, it was a, it was a bad, uh, bad fantasy week. I'm thinking about dropping him. No. You're not thinking about dropping. Well, no. Him. If it was out, if it was out two months, I might have to think about it. Yeah, but you, you know, you weren't going to get like that pronouncement, is my guess. But Probably anyways, not. yeah. No, I, was, I had to. I said I was going to figure it out today, but yes, I was. I was. It was. It was not great. It's never good to see your first round pick have a fractured anything. But um, what? What's the maximum amount of time that you would hold him? Like, if he was scheduled to be back on August fifteenth, I would hold him. So if seven was, weeks, basically. Yeah, if it was longer than that, I think I'd drop him. Okay. It That's was eight fair. to ten, eight to ten weeks. I would have dropped him. Okay. I'm not holding him for a month in September when 
you know, who knows how much he plays right away. He has one setback, but yeah, if it was a if four to six weeks, uh, five to seven, I think you have to hold it at that point, but eight to 10, mm-hmm. I, I, six to eight would have been a really tough call for me. Yeah. I'm still I mean, holding on Tatis. I'm still holding on Eloy. I was going to ask well, Eloy's Eloy's re, restarting his rehab Tuesday. Yep. So I think that's an easy one, but uh, how worried are you about there's something up with Tatis that it's just, it doesn't seem to be healing nearly. And everybody's like, Oh, I told you, you should have drafted Tatis, but we everybody thought he'd be back by yeah. like mid June. Oh, I'm now. worried, but yeah. I just, I, I, I've got other drops until I feel like I don't have other drops. Have I, you felt the squeeze of the six man bench a ton or you've kind of been able to work? Around oh, I felt it, especially okay. when other things hit, you know, yeah. you know, obviously there's some weeks more than others. I feel it, but yeah. I think you, you kind of – you have to hold him now unless there's some sort of negative setback news or something like that, right? Yeah, that's right. Because you're not going to hold him two and a half months and he comes back July 15th and you don't get the you don't get the last two and a half months. Yeah, that's right. Uh, his teammate, Manny Machado, we mentioned had the ankle sprain today. Uh, looked bad. X-rays were negative. We assume the MRI is coming tomorrow. Um, I assume he's going on IL even if it's like the greatest news ever, but uh, I just hope it's not really bad because he was having a really good year. Yeah, it'd be uh... – yeah, that that that'd be awful uh, if yeah. uh, it was that. But I, I looked, it looked horrible. It did look, it looked really bad. It looked like his ankle bone like hit the ground bad. Yeah, no, it was I mean, like it, it was like Steph Curry 2012 bad. It was it was awful. Yeah, uh, it, it was just watch. I I heard the reports and it's like, oh, it's bad and all that. Then I saw it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, like that yeah. must hurt a freaking ton. But uh, so yeah. hopefully we get some good news there. Hopefully it's a you know, uh, averted uh, a major injury. We're really hoping that there. Jordan right. uh, Alvarez in Houston had a weird situation. Like he took it at bat. It looked like he was like maybe hurt a leg or an oblique or something, but it turned out to be yeah. a hand. Uh, Dusty Baker said tonight it's not serious. They got they kind of caught a break. They thought it was a hamate bone for apparently for like 12 hours, which would have been, you know, end of season for, for Jordan. Um, sounds like he's about a couple days. Uh, hopefully uh, we don't get any other news here, but it may certainly looks like we may have skirted a bad one here. Yeah, except the whole, did you hear like the conversation with him though? It was really weird. Like, I'm not going to tell you what body part. Oh, okay, it's a hand, yeah, but it's very strange because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna pitch him differently or something like. Like, dude, and he goes, "This isn't football. We have you know, in in football they tell you everything. We don't have to tell you. No, you do have to kind of say the body part. You're kind of required to. But yeah, it, it was, the whole thing was strange. Like, it's weird that it was a whole day and we didn't know what body part it was. Which mm-hmm. is, and his reaction, it was hard to tell. Like, I thought it was no bleak. By the way, he kind of. It came out of the box and then kind of jogged to first. It was weird. It was a, a weird reaction for a hand injury. Kind of makes me think they're bullshitting us. I do. That's my that's my concern is that we get a we get a, a second part of the story tomorrow, which is yeah. concerning. I, I don't. It, the way he reacted was not a hand injury reaction, and I, I'm just reading into that. I obviously don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know any of this stuff. But he didn't react like it was a hand injury. No, no. And that I hate to see a beautiful thing destroyed. Uh, it, like he is among the elite of the elite hitters. Yeah. Uh, speaking of elite hitters, Jose Ramirez has uh, some right thumb soreness. He sat Saturday and Sunday. Again, they don't really think it's a long-term thing, but with your first-round pick, uh, you certainly want to see him on the field before you exhale on this one. Yeah, and he got it, went for an MRI today. Uh, that's that's enough to make me worried. Now, I think they're off tomorrow. So, I mean, it's good good that it gives you an extra day to, to re- recover, but bad because – Not getting an update on it, yeah. Yeah, although I don't think there's a lot of games on Monday this week, so that helps. Uh, that maybe you'll have more options to pivot to uh, for your other day-to-day guys. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, that's just one of those ones I'm looking. It's about uh, – it looks like about seven or eight games tomorrow. So yeah, like half the league is off, so that, do, that does help right there. Yeah. 
Uh, we mentioned Bryce Harper infected blister on his hand, sat Saturday and Sunday. It sounds like he'll be back for their next game-ish, yes? Yeah. Close enough, yeah. Um, Tyler O'Neill is a tough one. He left uh, late Sunday. He had a double and kind of pulled up going into second. But it was the ninth inning. Yeah. Um, they said it was left hamstring tightness. Uh, I get the feeling that Tyler O'Neill is probably wound pretty tight muscle-wise, so that's always a concern with someone like that. Um, I mean, that could be this could be two days. It could be two weeks. It's just we, we won't know until we, we get an update from uh, from the Cardinals. Plus, doesn't he like get a day off here and there anyhow? And feels like it. He hasn't been good. I mean, it, it's one of the high, uh, features of my super mediocre friend, Yahoo friends and family team. Uh, that I, that's like the one league where I have him, and it's it's been that's super a, frustrating. That's a tough league to find guys to pick up. By the way, every time I go it to is. pick somebody up, unless it's like a rookie that just got called up, or you can go race to the wire. Right. It's like every time I'm like, oh, I'll pick up Franchi Cordero, and it's just it's always like it's rough pickups. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's, a six, it's a sixteen team league, which is why. But every time right. I go look for someone to help me out, I'm like, oh, I'm and it's first come and... first serve. So, I mean, yeah, it's great if you have the idea and you you see it happening before everyone else and you happen to be at a computer. Uh, but if you aren't and you're like, say for instance, in Ireland, uh, it's really difficult to catch Too bad. up. You on. needed someone to call, get called up in like the middle of the night U S time. And it would have hooked you up perfectly. Yeah, exactly. As I'm looking at some castle. Uh, yeah. What are you doing on your phone? Oh, sorry. Um, just responding to an important, important work email. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned Anthony Rendon out for the year. Obviously, he's a drop in every league. Unfortunately, uh, not good there. Uh, Cattell Marte, actually good news. He's had a lot of hamstring issues uh, through his career. Sounds like he's expected to be ready for this week. So I think you can deploy him back in your lineup. Obviously, I would check that yep. first. But uh, they do play tomorrow. They play at San Diego, a late game. But at least they play tomorrow, so we should know. Uh, but it sounds like he's going to be uh, ready to go uh, on, on Monday. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, uh, let's hope that it doesn't impact his performance, though. You know, one of those, he's playing, but he's playing through it sort of things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we mentioned Eloy Jimenez could resume his rehab assignment on Tuesday. That thing has lingered forever. I just, uh, you just want to see him hitting. He's a fun guy to watch. Yuan uh, Mancada sat the weekend with a hamstring, which means he uh, had about as many home runs as he normally does. He had a big one during the week. He had, he had a, the one, it was funny because I think we, uh, you went on last week. We talked about it with uh, with Toby Bat Flip Crazy. We kind of uh, were just like, yeah, just there's someone asked about should I drop him? We're like, just, there's just nothing there. And I think he had a three and homer like tw- 24 hours later or something like that. But it's just, I'm, I'm shocked how empty he has become as a hitter. It's like, this is someone that was yeah. 25 and 10 in 2019 like, and, and on the rise. And he was 24 then. And just, I don't know. I mean, he just hasn't been the same since COVID. I have no idea if that, it'd be weird if that still affected him, but he's never been the same since 2020. He was dropped in some 12s, and I actually picked him up in a 12, and I kind of regret it. I mean, it's just like, ugh. I mean, especially because it wasn't, I, I bid more than one, you know, for him, or I bid right. more than a couple token. It wasn't, didn't go triple digits or anything, but still, it's like, ugh. Um, almost, yeah, it might be might be close to a drop again. Uh, it's funny, though, when he hit that homer, I saw some people crediting Lance Lynn for, like, firing up the team in that home. Because you know, like, he was yelling at Joe McEwing in the dugout or whatever it yeah, was? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, he had a homer on uh, on the fifteenth against Detroit. So, uh, it, and then he got hurt right after that. So he hasn't he has had one at bat since that game. But I think he had yeah. five hits in that game against Detroit too. It wasn't just a home run; like he he went crazy that game. Yep. Uh, but yeah, he's in a buck seventy nine with three home runs and no steals. He's not a stolen base guy anymore. He has three stolen bases combined the last three years. It's just it's hard to play the guy at a corner infield spot right now. Yeah, it is. It is. Hey, 
a couple of Brewers updates. Uh, Brandon Woodruff is back in our life, which is a great thing. He's had seven strikeouts. He faced, he had eight outs in, in AAA. He got seven strikeouts, two and two thirds. Uh, Something like he's gonna make one more rehab start, and then we can put him back in the lineup. So that's really good to see. Especially because that's a weird that he had the Raynaud's Raynaud's symptom with the the uh, numbness the in his numbness. fingers. Yeah, he went from that to seven that. strikeouts. I mean, yeah. wow. So yeah, a good sign maybe that he's feeling better. You just hate to see anything with that, you know, blood circulation related. You just never know what's going to happen there. Um, Colton Wong though had a bit of a setback in his calf injury rehab. He won't be eligible or won't be ready when he's first eligible. So make sure you have a backup in for Colton Wong. Uh, you mentioned Frank Schwindel, IL with lower back strain. I think I agree with you. I think he's just a drop in, in all leagues. And if you yeah. didn't pick him up back up later, that's fine too. Uh, Tim Anderson on a, on the good side set to return on Monday. Uh, Tony Lewis has said. Anderson will be leading off and playing on Monday. So uh, if you've uh, you've survived without uh, Tim Anderson, it's time to get him back in the lineup. Yeah, and in fact, I cut a guy in reliance upon that. I I, I was I, I had extra like I cut. I think I had two guys I could slot in like Espinal and Jonathan Scope and Wilmer Flores. So I was like, okay, I can cut one of those safely now. Um, I uh, I did the same thing. I actually cut Ahmed Rosario. He's actually been pretty good. He he was pretty good for he's me. He's been running really, lately. Yeah, he's been running. Had a good June. He's, I didn't get up seven steals. I just and like three shortstops that I play him over. So I just couldn't keep him on the roster, but I did. Sure. Same thing I, had, I had Anderson and Dansby Swanson and there's just no way I'm playing. Um, Dansby I, over two ninety now, dude, by the way, you're, you're guy too. Like you were, you were the Dansby yes. Swanson. I know you love when I say you're the guy for something, but you were the Dansby Swanson guy in the preseason. It looked a little sketchy in April, uh, but he's been awesome. He's got nine home runs, nine stolen bases at two ninety. Um, just been, I mean, hitting the ball hard. Uh, barrel rates. Good. He just, he looks great right now and hitting second in the lineup. It's perfect. It's kind of a replay of last year, you know. It, it started off terribly and kept came on strong like a lion. He's Dansby the Mansby now. He's been he's been really good. I mean, he's, he and he had two stolen bases today, right? I think he's I think he's higher than that yep. now. Then. So he yep. has eleven stolen bases now. I, I shorted him a couple. My apologies, but uh, and hit okay. two ninety four. He understands. He'll, yeah, you know, Dansby and I go way back. We'll be good with that. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's been uh, he's been. That's a good call by you because he is uh, he's certainly someone you just play every single week and slot him in and forget about it. Yeah. Uh, most of the guys I wanted to talk about, we hit during uh, this conversation. The last guy I wanted to ask you about is um, Salvador Perez in Kansas City. Um, obviously, the, the massive year last year, 48 home runs, hit 273. Does have 10 home runs, but we're 226 plate appearances in the season. We're June 19th. Sal Perez is 209. How worried are you about this? Not really. I mean, I, he was not going to be that that guy that he was i mean he's not going to be the guy that he hit hit like crazy last year right right we knew that but or and certainly well, not was, like 2020 but he was he was drafted like he was going to be close to that though he could still hit 260 the rest of the way and yeah. i'd be perfectly fine uh so ends I, up I, ends up at 240 or something like that yeah and he maybe he hits in the last three and a half months he hits uh 24 even okay yeah i i got him in a trade uh, and this XFL league, which is a hybrid in a uh, trade recently this weekend. Yeah. Oh, what'd you, what'd part you, of a big you... deal. Uh, it's, okay. uh, and it's keeper slash dynasty is kind of hybrid between the two. So there's salaries involved and all that. All right. So, but it's a go for it trade. Okay. And I had, I had Jacob Stallings as my catcher is one of my catchers. So speaking, speaking high bar to clear speaking, speaking of empty. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but that, that was one part. I mean, I, Basically, the big assets that I gave were a, a draft pick in March. Uh, our March draft is huge, and then also a prospect, George Valera. Those were the two big, okay. ass, big, big parts that I sent back. You were not uh, sending Julio Rodriguez back or anything like that. Uh no, unless they, he finds them early in the second round, uh, because I'm I'm contending. Right. So, 
uh, either that or, you know, so it, it, it's a prospect or closer basically is what he's getting okay. next year. Uh, because we do our auction in October or November, whenever we do first pitch Arizona. Right. And then we do a March supplemental and a lot of, cha- lot of changes in oh, that, yeah. that time. So, and you're right, plus, especially, especially closers and, yeah, and young guys. Yeah. That makes sense. And the auction, you can't buy minor leaguers either. So, oh, okay. uh, so that means any pop-up prospects that happen in over the course of the year, you get them in this March draft. Gotcha. And that includes, yeah. So, and that includes the, the, the recent draft class and all that. Uh, so those are, those are valuable picks, but at the same time, you get a chance to go for it. It's a 15 team league and, and it's hard like to win this league. You, five, six good catchers overall. So if you can get right. a chance in one of them. Yeah. I, I like the timing on that. Uh, I am a little worried. His strikeout rates up 28%. It obviously went up the last couple of years. He was selling out for power a little bit. I think we knew that, but you know, it's even higher than it was. Um, barrel rates down, but still over 10%. Hard. It's still pretty good. Everything's down from last year, but not down super dramatically. Um, yeah, I think maybe if you ended like 235 and 28 home runs, I probably wouldn't argue that that might be an end of year line for him. Yeah. And keep in mind too, he was hurt right when things were starting to get good at the plate. So yep. he's maybe behind everybody else. He, he slogged through April like everybody else in Kansas city, especially was a slog. Yep. Uh, their team context was a slog. Uh, they're going to get Vinny, uh, the Italian breakfast here in a little bit. Are you sure they're going to call him up? I'm not sure, but. He is mashing in AAA, though. Yeah, he is. Uh, it, it it could be a better lineup. They, I mean, they called up Melendez, which makes me think that I, there's... I like him as a hitter, by the way. Yeah. I, I think, think he, just, he can mash. I mean, I, I think out of finally, you got to cut the cord on Carlos Santana at some point in time. Yeah. Um, I think that's really... They have to make that hard decision at some point and, you know, good in the clubhouse and all that, but... But they could be a pretty fun, you know, top six of the lineup pretty soon here. Yeah, I think so. You know, with uh, Witt and Pasquantino and you know Sal Perez and Mer- Merrifield hasn't been good, but maybe he gets hot. And then uh, you mentioned Melendez. They could be an interesting. Like it's funny because I talk about the A's are bad and the Royals are bad, but like the Royals are imminently more interesting than the A's are. Yeah, they're probably going to trade Merrifield more before he get you know yeah, before he does much of anything though. Probably could be true. Also, he has not he has not been good either. But uh, Pasquantino has sixty RBIs right now. Is that good? That's it's pretty darn solid for sixty two games. Yeah. Uh, you gotta, I mean, I don't know enough about their, how they call guys up, but I mean, it passed super two. Yeah. I think it's pretty quick here at some point. Yeah. So. Got a question in the chat. What do you think? I'm going to throw this, make you answer this one. Jesse Winker. Is he droppable? It's a really good question. I am someone who loved Jesse Winker, but not in Seattle. Um, I have no problem dropping Jesse Winker. Hard hit is way down. Barrel rates way down. Um, not hitting for power. He's not, it was going to ever give you steals anyway. I just think that's too much for an outfielder. I'm, I'm good dropping, uh, dropping Winker. Send him back to the natty, please. Yeah, man, I loved him in Cincinnati. Hit 305, 24 bombs last year, hitting in that park. Uh, it's amazing how far everything's fallen off. Though. I mean, his hard hit rate last year was 47%. Now it's 32.5%. Barrel rate's cut in half. Um, he's just, I, Maybe he's pressing some on a new team, but I, I just I don't think you can keep playing a guy that, that has four home runs and no steals through 270 players. I just don't think you throw it in the outfield right now. It's interesting that Winker was the prize and Suarez was like the, right. you know, the, the albatross tied to him in that trade. Uh, Suarez actually, I mean, he's better than last year, but he's not great. Uh, the, the Mariners hit rock bottom this weekend though, got swept in the doubleheader yesterday and then lost yep. again today. Uh, you know, as Jose Suarez, uh, they had, uh, they had some kid making his date or maybe not his debut, but his first start. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, we got someone asking for DJ Malk wants a trade advice question. We better Fernando Tatis, Chris Taylor, and Christian Javier for Dansby Swanson, Christopher Morrell, and Sir Anthony Dominguez. 
It's a lot of I mean, ones right there. I don't know if it's a key. If it's, I assume it's not a keeper league if someone's trading Tatis. Right. Um, I'm actually going to take the Dansby Morel, Sir, Sir Anthony Dominguez side and just get it, uh, get it all three guys, knowing that Tatis is going to come back at some point. I just like the other guys on that side a little bit more. Yep. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it's the uncertainty with Tatis. I mean, yeah. If we knew he's coming back in two weeks, it'd be one. It'd be one thing. For it's sure. not a keeper league, so yeah. And you, I, I like, I like Chris Morrell too, leading off for the Cubs. I'm, I, I like his game. A little bit of power, yeah. a little bit of speed. Dominguez has been lights out. Kerry Knable's been a mess. I think Dominguez is going to be has a chance to be the guy for them in the second half. And um, as we mentioned before, I love Dancy Swanson right now too. I just, I think I take that side. Yeah, I think so too. Well, Jeff, it is uh, always good to have you back. Uh, I missed you last week, although Batflip Crazy was filled in very well. It was a really fun and good show. I thank I thank Toby for that again. Uh, but uh, always good to have uh, good to ha- good to have you back. I'm glad, yeah, good uh, to be back. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. You can follow me again. I will not be talking as much basketball, so we'll talk a lot of baseball. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, but other than that, I really appreciate uh, everybody listening, everybody tuning in, everybody viewing, everybody asking questions, everybody listens on the audio version. Also, uh, we do really appreciate it. If you could rate or review the podcast, it helps us out a lot there too. If you enjoy listening to us, could leave some leave some stars, leave a good comment. That, uh, that helps a lot also. So we appreciate it. Uh, Jeff, anything else before we get out of here? Check us out on Gaming Golf on Tuesday with Jeff Renner. We got to preview the Greater Hartford Open. No, is that what it is? I thought it was the Travelers. Travelers, I know. It, I still like calling it the Greater. Oh, Hartford. is it okay? Same, five, same tournament. Same five, tournament. Five of the top six of the world are in the, are in the playing this week. Nice. I, so, I wonder if the PGA is like, yeah, you guys need to play a little bit more because we're <laughs> we got some trouble on this side. All right. I wonder. I think there's a little a little nudging there. But uh, again, thanks everybody for listening. Yes, Gaming Golf will be on Tuesday. We'll be back here uh, next Sunday night talking baseball. Hope everybody has a great week. Take care and have a good one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.